Hey everybody, what's going on? My name is Seth Askelson. We appreciate you for being here for Locked On Coyotes, episode number four, still in our first week, but it is game week. It is game night. The Coyotes will be starting their 2019-2020 season at Anaheim. Game in just a, a few hours from now, three to be exact. It starts at 7 Pacific time, 10 Eastern, and according to this podcast, about 3.30 p.m., so three and a half hours away by the time it's up. It'll probably be about two, uh, three to two and a half hours away, so excited to get things going underway for you, and uh, you can catch that game. That will be on Fox Sports Arizona for those in the Valley. Those of you in Anaheim will have the local TV coverage of that. Elsewhere, most likely NHL.TV will be the best one to find, so Coyotes not on national television very much, so if you're a Coyotes fan outside Arizona, not uh, the most accessible games, but uh, definitely understandable why that is the case. A team that struggled for the last few years, definitely getting their way back to prominence. But I do think it is interesting in terms of the national tension and national media. And I know a lot of places are picking the Coyotes to finish last in that Pacific Division. Looking at NBC Sports, their predictions and uh, they, have, they have the Kings finishing last they had four of their different writers predict that and uh, that wouldn't be the the worst choice in the world but they also have five teams from the central going in the Coyotes the odd team out for the most part the top three from a lot of different places uh, for the Pacific Division this isn't just NBC Sports I mean this is a lot of places have Vegas San Jose Calgary and five teams from the central and I think Again, the Coyotes haven't necessarily done anything to earn that, of course, on the ice, but they've had two really good second halves, and it obviously comes down to you have to play 82 games a year and be consistently good to make the playoffs. The Coyotes have not been able to do that under Rick Tockett. They're very close, and I think this is the year that they break through, but I also think the Central Division just a, a little overrated. They definitely have the strongest teams, I think, from top to bottom, but I'm not sure how I feel about Chicago. I think their back end is a little bit weaker than people are really giving giving it credit for. I think a lot of people are mesmerized by their forward group, and it's hard not to be. Dylan Strom has finally found his game there. Patrick Kane seems to be having a resurgence. Jonathan Taves always solid. Brendan Perlini bringing in that secondary scoring he didn't bring to Arizona. But I also don't know how to feel about their goaltender situation. Corey Crawford, obviously, the longtime netminder there. He is uh, no longer, at least he has uh, a little more competition. The Blackhawks making a a move to pick up their goaltending, their goaltending struggles. I think uh, looking over to the New York Islanders, kind of picking that off the unrestricted free agent market for uh, themselves to try and get things uh, on the right track. It was Leonard that they stole over from the Islanders. Leonard had a really good year with the Islanders and then didn't re-sign, so he ends up making his way to Chicago. And now uh, if Crawford can find a way to get back to back to his game as – uh, he's battled with some injuries, and again, that's not that the Coyotes fans haven't felt that pain before, but 
and they really need Crawford to be in net if if they're going to have a chance at least in past years but uh, a little bit different now Crawford getting up there in ages he's 35 years old so he got to think he's maybe on his last year last couple of years Robin Leonard coming in a little bit younger seven years younger to be exact he was born in 91 so but that's the thing about the Blackhawks is I don't know how to how to feel about them. The Jets, I think, are going to have a real rough year. Their offseason was odd. They had Line A. They had Connor waiting for new contracts. They had players that wouldn't say necessarily taking direct shots at Line A, but I think it really feels that people, players in that organization were really upset by the way Line A took so long. And last time I checked uh, – the Kyle Connor situation did end up getting resolved. He signed, and then Patrick Laine signed a bridge deal. So able to get both of those guys back on the ice, but missed all of training camp, no preseason games for either of them. And I think there's a little tension between those on the team and, and I think Laine in particular. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them and so I, I don't really I don't really believe in the Blackhawks I don't really believe in the Jets that much I think saying five teams out of the central is is a lot I also don't think Calgary is going to be as good as they were last year I think they had a really good year offensively and I think they really jumped out to a good start and you know they did stay consistent they finished uh First overall in the Western Conference, lost to Colorado, but just didn't didn't really see them play with a lot of life in that playoffs. We'll see if that rough series is able to if they're able to shake that off. It'll be interesting, but I don't I don't know if the Flames are that good. I think saying five teams out of the Central is a little absurd. So with the Coyotes, again, understandable since they haven't done anything to get respect. And for people to say that they'll belong in the playoffs, but I think a team that with loads of injuries last year only to miss the playoffs by four points is really hard to discount them, especially the way Rick Tockett was able to get his guys to rally together. I think I think it's going to be an interesting year for the Coyotes. They have to start strong, though. That is exact. That's what they have to do. The last two years, they haven't started strong. I know we touched on this a lot the last couple days as well but it has to be a win tonight uh there's at this point there's there's almost no more moral victories it's not oh that was a good game the young guys played well this is a team that is built to win now not necessarily win a cup now I mean that's the goal of all 31 teams when they hit into training camp but this is a team that is built to compete and win win hockey games and get into the playoffs and I think Losing a team to a team like Anaheim, a team on the rebuild, I think they're still dangerous, very dangerous, especially up front. Ryan Getzloff still has a little bit left in the tank. They have a good group of young forwards, Max Comtois, Max Jones. But defensively, they seem a little weak. John Gibson's always good. But this is a team, the Coyotes, if they want to go out and make a statement and really arrive on the scene, this is a game that they have to go out and, and completely dominate tonight. When we talk about the Arizona Coyotes and, and opening this season, again, under Rick Tockett, haven't won 
the single one obviously is 0-2, not that big of a deal. It's not like talk it's been here for 10 years and they haven't won a season opener, but they lost to Anaheim as we talked about the first year. Last year lost to Dallas on the road, uh, 3 nothing, and the next night they're pretty used to seeing Anaheim in the last few years early in the season. They played Anaheim in their second game, their home opener, lost one nothing, and then beat the Ducks 3-2 four days later. So pretty used to getting a, an early look at the Anaheim Ducks. But I think the most interesting thing and what I'm going to really be looking for tonight is, is this team going to score in the first game? Now, kind of a crazy, crazy thing to say, right? Oh, is that team going to score in the first game? You know, what team doesn't find a way to score? But I think it's a big key because last year they didn't score in their first two games. And they didn't score in three, uh, didn't record a goal in three of their four, first four games. So first two losses to Dallas and Anaheim, beat Anaheim in the next game. They lost to Buffalo 3 nothing. then went on the road to Minnesota and only scored one goal. So they scored four goals in five games to start the year, three of those coming in a win, and three games without a goal. So I think that's going to be a key. Has this team changed? Is this team better offensively? I think they have more talent. Keller has been praised a lot this offseason. Kessel, the addition of of his skill sets really going to help this team. I think Soderberg's going to help. I think health is going to be a bigger thing as well. A lot more time to build chemistry. And I think this team learned from last year. I think Tockett's a, a very smart coach. Obviously, he wouldn't be in this position if he wasn't. But I think it's a guy that knows that how his team rolls and, and what he needs to do to make the make the changes. And obviously, making moves to get highly skilled guys is going to be the way to make that change. But I also think that it's going to be a little bit of a, a system as well. So we'll see how that team comes out. Going to have to score early a lot of games where uh, the Coyotes just struggled to score. And and I think you feel confident if they win this game. If they win this game one nothing, you'll take it. You're never going to give away two points. But if they only win one nothing or 2-1, you wonder – it has the offense clicked yet? And again, it's game one. That would be an overreaction to say, oh, this offense hasn't clicked yet. Might as well throw it away. We're going to have the same season where we don't know which team's going to come out. Are they going to score? Are they not? But I think you would feel really good if they come out and they score three goals, four goals, five goals. It's a team that I think has the capability to. I don't know how many of those around the country and around hockey think that they will. But I definitely feel this is a team that could score three, four goals a night and score, wouldn't necessarily say it will, but it seems like when the Coyotes needed a goal, they just couldn't find it. They didn't have that one guy they could really look to, and I think the Coyotes are now going to have two guys. Kessel, obviously, I think Keller really makes a, a big step. I think he's a guy that's really going to break out. He's going to have a lot more confidence. He's going to be playing with a guy like Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel is a guy, his skill set just – is going to make – makes everyone on his line better. And I think he's really happy in this situation. He has a lot of familiarity coming into this team without even having to play a game. But in turn, when you go back to talking about having – being on a line where guys make you better, I think you're going to see that with Alex Galchenyuk this year. Now he's a game-time decision – 
uh, for tomorrow's game or for tonight's game for Pittsburgh. Uh, but there was uh, a lot of talk that he's going to play on the wing with either Crosby or Malkin. And I think you will see an increase in numbers for Galchenyuk. Playing with those guys is going to make them make him better, at least statistically. So, and I think Kessel's going to be that guy for Keller. And I think Keller has a little more, a little more talent, maybe a little more upside than Galchenyuk does at Galchenyuk's point in this career. I mean, he's 25. It's hard to forget that he's played a lot of seasons in the NHL already, but he's only 25 years old. It's a, it's a young man's game. But I think Keller is though he's got the talent, he's got the the skills to make things happen. And I think being on a line with Kessel is really going to benefit him uh, that was really the only issue from last year I mean other than some some minor things uh, the offense you got to think that they score even one they average one more goal a game they add one goal a game to their average that's that's a playoff team now hard to argue with the way that both Dallas and Colorado finished the seasons think anybody expected Colorado to get as hot as they did now a five game a five game losing streak is not going to help especially when you go on the road and, and you need you need wins desperately you take a look at the way the season ended last year they won two they had won uh, nine of the last uh, looks like now the last 11 games heading into a date with the Edmonton Oilers on March 16th. Lost 3-2 to two in overtime, still picked up a point, still feeling good about the way the season is going. Picked up points in 10 of the last 12. They're rolling, and it starts to, to fall off the cliff. Go to Tampa, lose 4-1. to one. Go to Florida, lose 4-2. to two. Lose to New Jersey in a shootout, a game where Keller had nearly a wide-open net standing in the crease and he missed been a massive two points for the Coyotes and then the loss to the Islanders the next day two to nothing and a road trip that saw them score four goals in four games that's just not going to get it done come home they beat the Blackhawks but they only score one goal that was not not ideal in terms of uh, the amount of goals they scored I think any coach will tell you that doesn't matter how much we score as long as we win, but that game didn't do anything to reinvigorate the offense. And it went to Colorado. Ekman Larson scored twice. That was that was the end of the season right there. They needed to they needed to beat Colorado. And it was not good that they went to overtime. Kind of a a weird situation as uh, for the Coyotes, they were down two to nothing and they couldn't get anything going and they scored twice. Oliver Ekman Larson in the dying second scored to take it to overtime. So you almost saved your season but hurt your season having to go to overtime with Colorado. Colorado gets the extra point in the shootout. So beat Minnesota, stayed alive, and the real dagger they lost to the Kings. Uh, and that was a that was a tough loss. I had a chance to attend uh, the game against Minnesota the night the day before, which was a Sunday afternoon. I haven't seen that place that that rowdy and in years it was a really good atmosphere but they lost to the kings uh three days later and a, a game that before the game drew dowdy had, had basically said that he hopes 
you know, he wants the season to be over. It's been a nightmare season. He just wants to get it done with and move on. And a team that had their one of their leaders basically say this season needs to end and we're kind of done with this season. Still go out and beat the Coyotes, beat them three to one, and then went out and beat the Golden Knights four to one. But that same night, the Jets couldn't hold on against Colorado. Colorado stole a point. Uh, in overtime and ended up clinching via that that way but the tough part was is the Jets are able to win that game the Coyotes beat Vegas Uh, the Avalanche lost to San Jose that same night the Coyotes obviously losing to the Jets but they uh, sat well Kemper had said that he was going to give his start up to Pickard because Pickard had been such a great backup so uh, obviously, I think circumstances would have been a little different. Maybe Colorado playing a little more on edge, knowing that they needed to clinch a playoff spot rather than they were locked in the eighth seed. But um, what could have been if the offense had picked it up? And that's that's exactly what I'm going to be looking for tonight. Is this offense any different than it was last year? So the obvious part is looking at the offense, the most glaring weakness. But it'll be interesting to see how the defensive side, the back end really comes out as well. I think that was another another phase where a lot of guys were hurt. Not everybody was playing with the same defensive partner every night, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what pairings come out. Um, but I think the the most important thing is is everybody's healthy. And your top seven D is it the best in the league? It might be. I think from top to bottom, you could argue the Coyotes have at least a top ten, if not a top five back-end group, a lot of veteran presence, a lot of guys that have won in different places, and now we're going to try to win in the Valley of the Sun, and I think it's it's possible. You know, it's a team that had put together a really good second half in 2017-2018. We were sniffing the playoffs. We're in a wild-card spot every so often in 2018-2019. And I think this is the year, this has to be the year they break through. Now, I don't, if the team finishes near last, then yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of questions. If the team doesn't make the playoffs but plays well, I think, I don't think anybody's in danger of losing their job. Not that I think if, if they are a bottom five team, anybody's necessarily in danger of losing their job. But, you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, next year, again, I wouldn't say anybody's necessarily on the hot seat, but at some point you have to win. I think you have to win on the ice. You can win the trades. You can win the offseason. You can pick up guys. Your your core group can look good on paper, but you have to you have to produce. And I'm not necessarily worried about the team producing and, and putting up a playoff caliber year, but if they don't, what's next? Who else can they get that's going to push it to the next level? They're pretty much up against the cap. They had to make that, that move with Fisher and Labushkin just to get under the cap so they could put hosts on long-term IR brought Fisher back up and then left Labushkin down. Capobianco will be the seventh defenseman. But you don't really have much much more cap room to spend on players. Obviously, you can make trades. You can maybe trade a defensive piece if you feel that's necessary. But it seems like at, at this point, the Coyotes, the Coyotes have to win. There's nothing else they can really do that's going to make them exponentially better. Obviously, you can go out and get a McDavid or a Dreisaitl, but that going to mortgage the future for that you could obviously those two players are young enough that it would be worth it but 
Um, I don't think the Oilers would give up one of those two players or, you know, it's hard. You, it's hard to find that generational talent. You don't need a generational talent to win the Stanley Cup. Saw that with St. Louis. Ovi, obviously, a generational talent, but um, you don't necessarily have to have one of those in the NHL. It's nice to have. So it, it's hard for the Coyotes to get one of those unless they draft a bottom three. And, again, that's not always promised. You take a look at uh, just two years ago, Nico Heischer, a solid player for New Jersey, but he was first overall. He doesn't have the – he's not breaking out like McDavid is. And, again, McDavid's a, a different – Different level of player, but even Austin Matthews as a number one overall pick. Consistent goal scorer, great offensive player, and number one picks don't always work out. I mean, you ask the Coyotes. Their number three overall pick didn't work out from a few years back, and now he's playing on Chicago. And so uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think this is this is the year the Coyotes have to win. They don't really have a choice. I think this is the year that they've – finally break through they have the the right talent they have the right people in place to get the job done they've made the right moves they haven't expensed the future at trying to win now i think they're set for the next few years but again you can be set on paper but you have to you have to produce you have to produce on the ice and that's going to be the final step for the coyotes to finally break through so we're finally going to break through and uh, end this episode as uh, game time just a couple hours away in Anaheim. Again, you can watch that on Fox Sports Arizona if you are in the Valley of the Sun. If not, NHL.TV is probably going to be your best way to go. And uh, tomorrow's episode, we're going to react. We're going to react to the game. Uh, Maybe we'll have a little instant reaction for you uh, after the game. We'll see. But uh, for sure, we'll talk about the game, the Coyotes offense uh, finally break out. What did Phil Kessel look like? Is Kemper still at 2019 form we'll see how that goes down and i'm excited to get uh, game one underway and you can always follow this podcast if you want at lo underscore coyotes once again on twitter at lo underscore coyotes you can follow me on twitter at s askelson 96 once again that is s-a-s-k-e-l-s-o-n-9-6 tomorrow looking forward to talking with you talk coyotes and ducks Until then, get the TVs fired up, the DVRs ready, and we'll talk to you tomorrow as we continue to stay locked on Coyotes.